Hey, this is Pastor Hubbard. I'm the pastor of Connecting Fellowship and welcome to Life on the Ship. Thank you for joining us. I pray this sermonic discussion inspires you and empowers you to connect with the true and living God. Enjoy the message. This is the day the Lord has made. I hope you came to rejoice and be glad in it. To our pastor, Pastor Vernon Hubbard, to the elders who are here, to my brothers and sisters in Christ, there's a quick word from the Lord. God is so good to us. I want to thank God for this opportunity, asking that you would keep, uh, keep please keep your, uh, our, our pastor in your prayers, excuse me. Uh, continue to lift him up. He definitely is uh, doing the best he can with everything. And uh, I'm grateful for him, not only as a pastor, but as an uncle and, of course, as a friend. The word of God is going to come from the book of Philippians, chapter 4. When you have it, say amen. It's a real quick scripture. I'm going to be reading from the message version. Real quick. You have it? Amen. And the Bible says, receive and experience the amazing grace of the master Jesus Christ deep, deep within yourselves. I'm going to say that again for the focus. Pastor was saying the cheap seats. Receive and experience the amazing grace of the master Jesus Christ deep, deep within yourselves. Amen. You may take your seats. For a moment, I'd like to talk to you on the subject matter, the amazing grace of God. Mm-hmm. Elder, say for a moment, truth is, if we talked about the amazing grace of God, we wouldn't go home. Because I'm pretty sure that once I start telling my story of how good God has been in the form of grace, it's going to spark you to start blessing God for the grace he's given you. Truth be told, we are all connected in some way, shape, form, or fashion to this word grace. And can I make a suggestion to you? I'm starting to preach already. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Sometimes we hear this word and don't really understand what it means. The definition of grace is to stoop down to the inferior in the act of kindness. Maybe some of us have not experienced grace because we haven't realized we are recipients of grace. The Bible tells us that for by grace you are saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the free gift, Miss Elizabeth, of God, lest any man brag about what he's asked, he has now obtained. In other words, you can't do nothing to obtain this. The work has already been done. Isn't that good news that God has already taken care of your biggest problem, which is sin, and then he covers what was precious to him in grace. A lot of times we don't identify graces because somebody may have not shown us what grace is, or we hadn't opened our eyes to realize grace has been bestowed upon us. It could be suggested that you didn't get enough grace when you were coming up. It could be that you didn't get enough grace even in your, your wife right now, in your, your parental status. 
as a parent, I have grown to a place where I understand now more than ever that I can't always grab the rod of correction that I sometimes got to use grace. Oftentimes, God convicts me when I know it's warranted to give my children a, a pop upside their head or they behind. And it's the good Lord convicting me to say, you did the same thing. You told them same lies. You stole that same thing. When your mama told you you couldn't eat no more cookies, you went in the middle of the night and you got you a couple. And the crumbs are written all in the covers. But yet and still, God taught me to not jump on them, but to extend grace. And grace is something that we can all identify with, amen? Can I give you a small example that can, you can carry and, and are carrying right now, as a matter of fact? You got a phone, don't you? Don't you love that phone? You pay good money for it. If pastor was here, he would say, amen. <laughs> you pay real good money for it. And the thing is, in order for you to preserve and keep this phone in good top condition, is to put a covering over it, amen? And this covering is designed to make sure that when you do, because life will bring you some swift transitions, fall, that you don't break. See, I, I, I thought somebody was going to get it right there, flip over a chair and shout hallelujah. Can I lift it up for you? Grace is designed that in life, when you do fall, because you will fall, in some way, say, from a fashion, but when you do fall, you're not going to break. Could it be suggested that some of us ain't saying amen because we are in a shattered condition? You look at some of your screens and some of these screens are so broken up, you dare put your finger on it because you could get cut. Or could it be that that same screen il illustration is you and the folk that could give you grace are scared that when they do issue it, you're going to cut them? Think about it. If the church would grab this concept of using grace, I believe the attitudes that we have, the irresponsible methods of trying to be a blessing to the body of Christ would be covered if we start instituting grace. Here's why. Grace covers. It not only preserves, it protects. And watch this. Can I lift it up real quick for you? If you took the cover off of your phone right now, that phone will look brand new. Because of the covering. Could I make a suggestion to you that you can shout for? The reason you don't look like what you've been through is because you and I, my brothers and sisters, have been covered in grace. God give us the otter box of spiritual protection. <laughs> he covers us because he knows we are fragile without it. He covers us because he knows that somewhere along the line, we may fall or somebody may cause us to fall. But because of that, he gives us not only insurance, but assurance in grace. And for the people of God, for the church, Paul comes and he opens up. Philippians with grace and then he ends in verse 23 with grace listen I know sometimes in life we get to a place where we don't feel like we need certain things but can I give you a couple of reasons why we need grace because you will fall I did tell you that you need protection from others and yourself 
you need to learn how to, to extend it to others. And it may be you today and somebody else tomorrow. Or it could be somebody else today and you tomorrow. So you got to make sure you extend the same grace that you received to somebody else. Looking back, I realized that I too have had some bouts with grace and extending it probably because I didn't really understand the sacrifice of grace. And what am I saying? I kid you not, all of us can identify buying your first anything. Before you bought your first anything, who took care of it? Your parents, your godparents, your auntie, uncle, etc. You didn't have to front the whole bill of what it is you wanted. Watch this. Could I lift it up for you? When you actually paid for it yourself, you <laughs> it's a different story because you're like, hey, that's my money. Now you're rationalizing. Do I really need this or not? <laughs> but then what happens is you start taking care of the things a little bit better because you got to take that hit in your pocket because you paid for it. The problem with free is we always misuse it. We take it for granted, Elder Porter. We take it for granted. Why? Because we don't quite understand the nails that it took. We don't understand the crown of thorns that it took, the piercing in the side that it took, the beating all night long, all morning long, from hall to hall, from judgment hall to judgment hall. We don't really understand the magnitude of what it took, the sacrifice to receive this yes said grace of God. But when you start thinking about that, it could have been you. When you realize that it should have been you, your response to grace receiving and reciprocating ought to be different. When you know better, you ought to do better. Watch this. You may not have been on that cross, but watch this. You carry a cross daily. And you carry the cross because you are a representation of the extended grace bestowed upon you. So what does that tell me? That tells me that, yes, I may see somebody and look in the baddest they can be in worse conditions. My job from a form of judgment is not to judge the character, but the principle. Watch this. I don't know what it took for you to get the unit you have on for the sake of illustration. I don't know if you went to the Goodwill. I don't know if you bought yours on Amazon. I don't know if you went to Walmart and got your unit, if the shoes that you have are hand-me-down. But what I can tell you in grace is your zipper is open. Somebody going to catch that. What I can tell you is that you miss the sequence of your buttons. What am I saying? In grace, I don't attack the character. I address the principle because I don't know the sacrifice it took for you to get there. I don't know the hardship that it took for you to get that money to buy what you have. But the least I can do is to cover you in grace and not attack your character, but the principle. Some of us got nasty attitudes and we are out of alignment with God. Ain't nothing wrong with checking them, but make sure you check them in grace. Ain't nothing wrong with having hand-me-down shoes. Everything you got been handed down. It wasn't your hands. That was on the first. So the next time you look at somebody from a characteristic standpoint of judgmentalism, you look at them in the form of grace because it's them today and it could be you. 
Can I make it plain for you? We almost out of here. I told you I ain't playing. The Bible has a few stories I want to share with you real quick. We've been in positions where we have been up one minute and down the next. That sounds like Job, right? We've been all broken up by our own self-inflicted issues. But in life, God is still carrying our brokenness around until we can heal and understand that grace has been given to us. And when we return unto him, it sounds like the prodigal son. When he comes back, don't crack him anymore that he's already broken up. Put your arms around him and receive him and have a feast to celebrate the return of someone. Not the beating down because you mad he left. If that brother was here, he'd probably have an argument with that. When we receive grace, but we are too mean to participate in the exchange of grace and just simply walk by folk who are begging for it, we become like the, the man that was caught among thieves when the church folk walked right on by him. What am I saying? We see people who need grace all the time, but because it's not our issue or we feel like I don't want to get involved, we never extend grace or take the time to see what is needed in this situation. I guarantee you grace is a coverall. Why? Because it's attached to love. Greater love had no man than this that he lay his life down for his friend. And that same grace we extend today not only will cover us tomorrow, but watch this. It is a reflection of who it is that gave us the grace in the first place. Because love covers a multitude of sin and faults. We ought to cover each other in love because love and grace are an attachment of each other. And watch this. Come here, man who fell among the thieves. Not only that, but Paul is writing this letter, and before he gets to verse 23, he addresses an argument in the church among two women. And he says, listen, you need to be on the same page and understand that you're doing this for God. So watch this. Can I have an attitude? Sure. You can. But the idea is to be like-minded. Watch this. Specifically in the church. Calling out ain't covering, y'all. I'm going to say that again. Calling out ain't covering. Yeah, you call that person out in a public situation, but wouldn't it be easier in grace and love to take that person to the side and say, listen, hey, let's talk. Let's talk. I don't like the principles that's going on, but I at least need you to explain why these principles are here because I don't want to destroy or hit your character. I kid you not, I was on social media. I hate to say it because sometimes I, I, I hate to even be on the elder point. I, I hate it. But anyway, one of the things I can definitely say is uh, there was a, a, a reel that came across, and Kim Burrell sung this note. She said, everything will be all right. That's it. That's all she said. And, and she sung it with such conviction that if you just let it play, it'll keep playing right on time. It, it'll just keep, just, just keep going. It's a loop. So... I saw a comment, and this comment said, if only her character was like her voice. Y'all, it took every bit in me not to say nothing. I tried my best, and, 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 and I failed in a good way. Because what I did is I got on and I said, well, brother, the issue is not as big as you think it is. I told him, grace 
should cover everything. He said, well, no, this is his response. Because she has a certain status and standard, she ought to watch what she says. I said, well, the only difference between her and you is she's in the light to be exposed. You're not, and nobody knows you. What am I saying? You can be real quick to put somebody in the spotlight to destroy what's already broken because anybody who knows what's going on with Kim, she's in the state that where she need more grace than anything. And watch this. She's a fellow believer. So why is it that we bite and devour each other in the church? And watch this. The response told on him. He said, I understand it and I agree. But no, no, no. The issue is even with that, I responded to him is. Grace, 100%, amen. And I put my hands and my hand emojis on there. Because what ended up coming to me is that some people would never grow to the potential that you know they can. And you're going to have to be okay with that. But watch this. This is the remedy for it, grace. Because what I did, I didn't argue going back and forth with him. I showed him what was necessary. And then I gave him something to leave with, grace. That's what you need. My brothers and sisters, I'm already out of here. The first thing, point number one is, realize you are a recipient of grace. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the free gift of God. Tell somebody that you didn't work for it. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, it's free. Even though it's free, we must understand the sacrifice it took. Not only that, If you are a recipient of grace, you need to learn to be a reciprocator of grace. Uh, Marcus D. Wiley had this uh, interview, and he said he was at a Little League basketball game. And, of course, Little League implicates that these were kids. And they were upset because... The guy kept blowing the whistle for every small thing, like these kids were NBA stars. And he said something that messed me up. He said, sometime, man, you need to learn how to swallow the whistle. Every situation don't need you to blow it. Because this is the truth. These kids are learning. Just like us, my brothers and sisters, we are learning. And there should never be a time where you feel defeated because somebody came to you in the form of correction, but watch this, correction got to be still added with grace. You don't blow the whistle on everything, but what you do is guide until they come to a place of maturity to understand what it is that's necessary in the body of Christ to do it, watch this, the said work of Christ. Just because they don't act or respond like you, you wasn't always here. You wouldn't always as mature, and you didn't always know these scriptures that you just learned last year because you had time to sit during the pandemic. I ain't getting no amen. I'm sorry. I went to Millen. I'm sorry. Watch this. Grace means that all your mistakes now serve a purpose instead of serving shame. Ephesians chapter 4, 29. I'm out of here. Watch what you talk about. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps. Each word is a gift. How many gifts have we given in the body of Christ? How many bad gifts have we given? Or could I, could I make it a little bit more nasty for you? How many 
bad presentable gifts have we given? Camouflaging them to look good, but we had cruel intentions. God forgive us for not showing grace when we should have and most of all could have. As I take my seat, I'm reminded of this particular uh, event that really caused me to understand grace a little bit more. But specifically, I want to talk about Paul before I get to that. Paul, being who he is in this particular scripture, end up showing me that you have to understand where you were and understand where you are to really grasp the concept of grace. Now, I told you the definition of grace is the superior stooping down to the inferior in an act of kindness. Paul persecuted the church. As a matter of fact, he gives his pedigree saying that he is literally the, the, the Christian of Christians in a sense. He's done it all, been there, and even persecuted the church. But he finds himself on his beast one day, knocked off by the Lord, down, blind. He comes to his senses after hearing God talk to him and saying, you persecuting my people. Why? And, of course, after having this conversation with, with God, he turns his attack toward the church to help the church and becomes a ministering tool for the church, even to the point to where others were talking and using his imprisonment as an opportunity to preach the word and gain that momentum of affirmation from other folks because they were preaching the gospel only because he was in prison trying to get that momentum and gaining that popularity. And Paul got the word and he was like, you know what? I'm okay with that because the Bible, the gospel is still being preached. So whether I'm in prison and I'm preaching to you or they out there preaching because I'm in prison, the gospel is being preached. He's basically showing grace because he could have called his boys and said, hey, go shut that down. The reality of grace is that we're not all free from conflict. But grace covers all. Peter had an issue with Paul at one point. And Peter, someone who Paul had a conflict in Galatians, this is Galatians chapter 2, verse 11, basically showed us that we all are recipients and reciprocators of God's grace. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18 is a parallel to Philippians chapter 4, verse 23. Why? Because they both end in grace. So these are two believers who come to the conclusion that grace is what's necessary. And here's how you can remember this. If your phone is not enough evidence, think about your skin. Think about the bumps, the bruises, the aches, the broken bones, the scratches, the cuts that you've experienced, the surgeries that you've experienced. I had a, uh, what you call it, it was a band. It, it was around, this, I was working construction. So anybody know about bundling when you get this machine to put a strap around a bundle of pipe, you can crank it to where it gets tight, and of course, the woods kind of keep it together. I'm trying to give you the short version of this. Long story short, a band was on the ground. I got called over to help out. Now, this is construction work. I was an iron worker, so if anybody doesn't know what iron worker is, iron working is <laughs> iron working is one of the 
fourth most dangerous jobs in the world. So we are on 22 stories of metal. No windows, no walls, just open space. So five mile, five mile an hour wind can be dangerous. So I get a call to come help. So not thinking about the dangers that could have been around me because they were all around me. I took off running. Didn't I stepped on a band, but didn't know what happened as a result of me stepping on this band. And I kept feeling like, man, I'm sweating pretty bad on one side. That's weird. And I kept running and realized that sweat was red. That ain't sweat. <laughs> I looked down and like uh, Beverly Hillbillies, that was a bubbling crude. <laughs> Blood, that is. <laughs> red gold. <laughs> and, of course, I freaked out just a little bit because I couldn't get it to stop and it was a gash. Long story short, got the surgery done, not the surgery, but the stitching done, excuse me, uh, in the sense it is surgery, uh, to pull it back together. And now to this day, I look at that scar and I think about a number of things, and I'm out of here when I tell you this. I think about the fact that I took the hit. I also think about the fact that I bled. And I think about the fact that somebody was able to put it back together. And then I thought about the fact that now I have a reminder of what was done. Jesus took the hit. He was wounded for our transgressions. Bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes... We are healed. Can I tell you something about the blood? It will never lose its power. Let me tell you why. Because it was the blood that coagulated. Started to rebuild what was broken. And anytime I look at the blood, I have a different respect for it because I know that there's power in the blood. There's life in the blood. There is restoration in the blood, when it covers me, I'm reminded of God's covering. And listen, that red sweat can be on me all day long. Why? Because I know that it would never lose its power. And if the blood is on me, I got life. If the blood is on me, it has the power to repair. If the blood is on me, that's a reflection of what's coming from the top, trickling to the bottom for me to give it to you as well. We call it the blood. We also call it grace. We also call it love. We also call it mercy. But the fact that you may have a scar is a constant reminder of whatever took the hit, God covered it with his blood. Whatever bumps and bruises you experience in life, God still allows the blood to come to the rescue. And what am I telling you as I take my seat? No matter where you find yourself, don't ever think yourself higher than the next person. You stoop down in an act of kindness to pick up somebody who is less or inferior than you are. And it's not to be condescending, it's to cover them in grace. 
because all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible didn't say y'all have sinned. In other words, we are all in need of grace. So don't find yourself in a position to where you feel like you're good enough to where you don't need the grace of God. You are only here because of the amazing grace of God. It was amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved the wretch like who? Me, I once was lost, but now I'm sure enough found. I was blind, but now I see. And listen, the song didn't stop there. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. It was grace that brought us safe this far. And listen, if you can just wave your hands in agreement, it'll be the same old grace that's going to lead you and I home. So the next time you see somebody who's in need of some grace, don't just walk by and extend it. Receive. That's for you. And experience. That's to give it out to somebody else. The amazing grace of God. Deep down within your hearts. God bless you and keep you as our prayer. Father, thank you for what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard. Thank you for your word. Most of all, thank you for your covering of grace. It's good to know that grace took the hit. Our sins counted us out. But grace covered it. Grace not only covered, but then God, it expanded, it stretched out to generations after generations after generations to remind us that for by grace we have been saved through faith, and that not of our own work, but it was a free gift from you. Help us to not take for granted this free gift. Help us to not misuse this free gift that we can share with the world. Lord, we know that the world is looking at the church. So help us to be that example of grace. Forgive us for the times we drop the ball. And help us, Lord, as we continue to pursue the things of God in the form of grace. We are only here because of your grace. In Jesus' name, thank you for all you've done. Amen. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another uplifting and inspiring message by Pastor Hubbard and the staff of Life on the Ship. For more information about our church, go to connectingfellowship.org. We are Connecting Fellowship, connecting people to Christ, church, and community. Thank you again for listening. Have a great week, and God bless you.